Hello and welcome to the Space podcast episode five. This is a special episode um, because it has been recorded and produced by Ramar Martin, who's been my young creative assistant, who's been working uh, with me since February. Um, and so our young creatives, we had three, we had Daisy May, Nadia and Ramar. Um, they've been working with us for the last three months, but they're finishing with us this week in May. Um, they, uh, Nadia's curated an amazing f- photographic exhibition at the U Space, which is opening today and will be on till September. Uh, Daisy May has uh, been helping us with our social media and our logo and all sorts of things. She's been absolutely fabulous. And Ramar has produced this amazing podcast. So I just want to say a massive big thank you to the three of you. Um, it's been fantastic working with you and we hope to work with you again. Uh, so without delay, let's have a listen to Ramar's podcast. Hi there, my name is Ramar Martin and welcome back to another episode of the Space podcast. Coming up on this episode, we are going to be speaking to some members as well as the leader of um, GR4's Beats Youth Music Group. We are also speaking to Emma Wilson, who is part of the Long Table Matson. And Hannah and I also have an interview with Mikhail Medley, who grew up here in Matson himself and is now part of the Music Works Gloucester. So to start us off today, we have some interviews from GR4's Beats Youth Music Group. Um, The first one is with Liam himself, he runs the group, so let's get straight into that. He does. So Liam, would you like to tell me a bit more about yourself and the group? Yeah, so uh, I work for a company called The Music Works. We have like a big studio in the middle of Gloucester. Um, and I come here every Tuesday for an hour and a half to just run music sessions. People might do some karaoke, learn guitar, learn drums, uh, DJing, uh, beatboxing and a loop pedal, sort of anything. I bring a bit of everything. So, um, How long have you been running this group for? I've been doing it for about three months, but it's been here in some capacity for much longer than that. I'm not totally sure how long it's been going on for, but since I've started, I've sort of been doing, it it was originally like a beatbox thing and like a loop thing, but like I've sort of bought a load of different stuff and I'm gonna start doing DJ workshops as well in the future. What is your aim? Do you have an aim like with this group and would you like branch out like further within the community? I think the aim for this group is just sort of get people who aren't using musical equipment as much as they could like a sort of like an introduction um yeah for me it's just good to get young people yeah. playing music learning about music having a go on an instrument or like a digital piece of software that they might not might not ever use um sort of longer term aims i think it's good when um rather than just sort of learning or practicing they then like collaborate together and maybe like make a little song or um make tunes together basically just put what they've learned into practice and actually do something tangible um and in terms of doing it other places like of course um but it's the capacity of whether the music works can do it and i can go elsewhere yeah but yeah we'd always love to do outreach in as many places as possible so would you say for young people that like these type of things are a good way to like express themselves or just that kind of thing yeah i mean personally for me like music is everything and i think in all fairness like youth work or work with young people any creative source i think is brilliant it's a brilliant tool so whether that be art sport um media photography whatever it's an excellent way to work with young people and for young people to express themselves where i'm coming from music's my bag man so like that's what i'm gonna say is the best thing so i love it but yeah like doing music with with young people that's where i've had a lot of like impact and breakthroughs and where young people have really managed to 
enjoy themselves, I think. Okay, amazing. Thank you very much. Sorry, I'm Morgan, I'm 20, and I come to this group, and it's basically for young adults and for kids that love music and be a part of our community and we release music every single Tuesday night and yeah we like come up with like band stuff and new recordings and new songs and new beats so yeah okay what would you say your favorite thing about this group is (laughs) (laughs) um my favorite thing about this group is making new friends from when i first started and doing new beats and new songs workshop create songs on a loop pad we do our own tunes and everything just to get used to the vibe and that lot and yeah yeah and how long have you been you know attending this i think it's roughly been like two months now two three months um and since you've been doing this what would you say your favorite thing about attending the group is my favorite thing about it is that i can come and enjoy myself and just have a bit of fun so what would you say it does for young people like gives them a way to express themselves like what would you say personally what that does for you it gives them it, it gives them a way to express themselves in music because not many kids ex- manage to express themselves so music gives them a way to express themselves so so i'm here with connor and mesa we've been doing it for now two years since lockdown's happened um we've literally been doing zoom meetings and um, listening to music and then once Covid restrictions eased up. We've been doing this. Your favourite thing about this group? Just the togetherness of us. How we the chemistry between us is like really um, like we really connect and we like bounce off each other really really well. I like meeting different people. Like what Connor said. My next question is: What would you say um, the group does for young people like yourselves, like benefit-wise? Just like we can learn about each other's like different types of music and like different personalities all between us because everyone in this group brings something different to the table um and they can be found at the venture playground in white city and they are there every tuesday evening from 4 30 until six o'clock up next we have our short interview with emma wilson from the long table matson and she's going to be telling us a bit more about the long table and what they have to offer so let's get straight into that um, could you introduce yourself? Yeah, my name's Emma Wilson and I head up the Long Table Matson. Okay, could you tell us a bit more about the Long Table Matson? Yeah, it's a space for everybody to come and use, to come and have anything from hot chocolate to a toasted tea cake to a sit down lunch. So it's available to everybody. Uh, my second question is how did you set it up? So we seen the long table in Brimscombe and thought, could we do something like this in Matson? Because there is nowhere to go in Matson for a cup of tea or a coffee to meet a friend that you don't have to drive to or get on a bus to go into the city centre. So it was one of those things, could, would it be possible? So we invited Tom and Will over from Brimscombe to see if it was and they got on board and helped us set it up. Next question is, what is your vision for the long table, Max? So we have this uh, vision and that everybody in every community has um, a table to sit at and somebody to eat it with using good local quality produce from around the area. 
So nobody is excluded from the long table. Can I just ask you to explain the sort of pay as you feel? Yeah, so so basically it doesn't matter if you've got 10p in your pocket or £10 in your pocket. You can come in and have whatever you want and you can pay as you can or as you feel for what you've eaten within the premises. Does that explain yes, that? that's brilliant. There we have it, a bit more of an insight into what the long table do and they can be found at St Hilda's Lunch Club, Redwell Road, Matson, GL46JG. And last but by no means least, Hannah and I have a joint interview with Mikhail Medley from the Music Works Gloucester. He's going to be telling us a bit more about himself, his life and his experiences growing up in Matson. I'm Hannah and I'm here with Ramar, my podcast and radio assistant. Hi, Hi Ramar. Hi, yeah. And uh, we're both at the Music Works today and we've come to interview Mikel. Hi, Mikel. <laughs> you all right? Uh, yeah, good. How are you? I'm very, very good, to be honest. Great. Um, so the reason we come to interview you is because uh, we do a podcast in Matson and we know that you grew up in Matson. So can you tell me a little bit about that experience? What, from the very early childhoods that I can remember? Yeah, or just whatever you want to tell us. So, yeah, so I grew up in Matson, um, and yeah, that's the, like, my oldest memories is, is being there. I went to Robinswood School, and there wasn't many black children in that school. There's only a handful of us. Um, and I remember when I lived on Winsley Road, it was a quiet road, so you'd play Kirby. There wasn't many cars parked on the road. And there was a lot of elderly people around and the place that we used to hang around with was used to hang out by the library. Um, and yeah, I had a really nice childhood kind of growing up in Matson, to be honest. I wouldn't say it was terrible and it wasn't bad. Um, I felt my school life was interesting. It was good. I felt like I had like some racial issues there, just being a raster and, and like I said, not many black kids there, but at the same time had a lot of really good friends there and a lot of, um, a lot of like long-term friendships. I'm still friends with. How old were you when you, when you moved out of Matson? Um, moved out when I was, I was in my last year of secondary school. So I was there for a long time. So I was around 15 or 16. I think I might've been coming at, no, I would have been 15. I was turning 16 my birthday then but I'd already set in my mind that I was going to be moving out of the family home as soon as I turned sort of like 17 or 18. I don't know who you are like can you tell us a bit about that because you've got another name haven't you? <laughs> yeah <laughs> so I got an alias name that I go by called Dread and um I kind of got into music a little bit on accident like at school I would be the one that had the freshest sort of like tapes and CDs like I was really into underground music from a very young age. And then my dad had a sound system. Um, so, and we used to have like kind of regular parties at the house. Um, so I was always around music a lot anyway. And I was then putting on events with my friend Malachi, who's the sort of um, creative director for the Music Works. So we, used to, we was putting on events and we'd be like the first to bring DJs like DJ EZ, Pied Piper in, Wiley, like loads of loads of different artists when we was younger. Um, and my uncle helped me get involved in sort of like promotions. He had a night called Eargasm and that used to be like a really popular night that was on in like Crackers and he'd do events at like Casey's. And he helped me kind of 
take music more seriously and the sort of like promotion side of things. And because I was never ever getting drunk or taking any substances at, at events, a lot of people trusted me for driving. So then I was driving loads. So at a very young age, I was like driving DJs around. And then I ended up just getting on the microphone and hosting events. But now I like, I host events all over the world, really. Like I've been to America numerous times, been to Russia, I've been to, I've been to Hungary, I've been all over Europe, done Glastonbury so many times. Um, so many different festivals. I've done, I've done lots and lots of different things. Like just this weekend gone, I was in Leeds on Saturday and I was in Fabric in London on the Friday. Um, I'm going snowbombing next week, which is in Austria. Got some shows then. And yeah, so I've got a busy lifestyle within music and it's something that I do love. Have you got any questions around the... Um, from like all your experiences, like all the things you've done, um, what would you say you've actually learned? What I've learned is about um, longevity and I've learned about taking, taking criticism, I think, um, and not rushing anything too, too tough. I think criticism is a very important thing because you're always going to be learning. And the longevity side of thing is just kind of doing things that, you know, you're not trying to sell out in any sort of way. Like I've got a passion for music, so I've only done stuff that I really enjoy doing and, and want to be a part of. And I know I've wanted to have a long career in music if I was going to be doing it, and I've been able to kind of achieve that yeah. in that time. Um, so those are the things that I've definitely learned. And also just being reliable and trustworthy. That's been a massive key for for me. Like I've I've hardly ever missed any other shows in the whole sort of like years I've been doing music. And if I haven't been able to make a show, there's always been a valid reason like why that's happened. Do, what do you think the opportunities are like for people growing up in Gloucester and growing up in Matson specifically? Or like what kind of advice would you offer to people? You can't like I know I'm a bit harsh when I talk about certain things like and everyone is their own individual person. But for me, when people say, oh, the town's dead or there's nothing on, we were saying that when we was younger. But rather than just say it, we did something about it. So me and Molly was like, well, we want to book these artists like there was no events on that we wanted of our artists. So we said, what can we do to put that on? So I've been involved in so many different projects like I've, I've done a DVD that I'm really, really proud of. And it's called like Gloucester um, Street Legends, well, GL Street Legends it was called. But then the reason that came about is we got kind of funded to do an event at Gloucester Park, but it was three people that was involved, like sort of three organisations involved. So we was doing the sort of urban tent, as they quote unquote said, we was doing the urban tent. Um, and then there was like a rock tent that was going on and another tent in Gloucester Park. And it was like the money was like on the county council or um and Gloucester Guildhall was like involved in it but they had like maybe around six or eight thousand people was there at the event but I said more than half those people was in our tent so when they was like talking about it I was like people are trying to take credit for the work that we kind of put on like our tent was busy the whole day we had dancers on performers from out of town and loads of like local performers performing so the next year I said I don't want that happening again where they felt like it was like a fair split of people around and I said everyone was there. So I started filming the next event that we did the year after and from that I was interviewing everybody that performed and then I was interviewing the public saying what was the highlight of the day, who did you like seeing 
And then I just wanted to take it even further. So I then went to Gloucester Estate in London, which is like by Peckham. So I went, I went to London and was there for like two days, stayed overnight and met loads of different crews. And we was talking about the difference of Gloucester Estate in London to Gloucester as an actual city. Um, and was filming them and filming all those rappers that we met, like Spitting. And then I, I spent like the, the day with like Skibber D, RIP to Skibber, spent the day with like Skibber, um, just talking about music and, and just how he developed as an artist. And he's just done worldwide things in his career. And then we came back and then I was just like, I want to put this whole DVD together and get loads of ever performers involved in this DVD. And me and Malachi got a little bit of money from an individual person because we couldn't get any, we didn't know about funding or how you'd access funding. So I just asked a work colleague at the time if he'd lend me a grand because we were basically short of a grand to like print up these DVDs. And we did these DVDs, but within that weekend, we was just selling them from the boot of our car, but we sold out. Like everyone was ringing our phone that day. And it was, to me, that's the most successful, proudest thing that I've done. But then that way we had hundreds of people involved in that. Like, and it was really successful in my eyes. Like, but I'm always active. I'm very, very active. So, and as in my career as an MC, you'd only pay you like 50 quid or 75 quid. But I would take bookings in Liverpool knowing that I wouldn't make any money. But I'd then contact a promoter in Brom because then my family was there. I'd drive to Liverpool from like six o'clock, get there at like 10, do a set from 11 till 12.30, then drive to Brom, do a set from two till four and then crash at my cousin's house. Or there's a couple of times when I've had to like sleep a couple of hours in the car. But I would do like bookings in every city possible for sometimes cheap money and if I was places like Exeter I've got good friends down in Exeter but I'd go down there early and do pirate radio back then but I'd do pirate radio or I'd just go to a friend's house do a mix so any city that I go to I would link up with whoever artist is down there and just either just chill with them nowadays I make music with people like even now I've spoke to my friend he's coming from America he lives there now, but he's only here for two weeks. He lives out in Kent. I'm going to be in London, but I've just bought a microphone, a studio microphone, so we can record in the hotel next week. So we're constantly, like, there's always a way to just be busy and just get things done. If you could um, give one word of advice to, like, young people that are looking to be as successful as you, what would it be? Obviously, you said, like, stay active. Would I would just say, do a things to-do list. Actually... Rather than just say it, just do it. Like, actions speak louder than work because everybody can give you the talk about, oh, I want to do this or my music six or my music bangs. And But if you're not actually doing it, and if you are doing it, you don't even need to talk about it. You just do it. Like, yeah. like you don't need to talk because you're just active. Yeah. And if you're busy, you haven't got no time to be hating on edit what anyone else is doing. And you'll end up gravitating to people who are active or being busy. Like even when I've tried to shout you recently, you're just so busy, but I'm happy that you're busy. I'm happy that you, I can't get to link up with, with you at the moment because you are busy and you're active. Like that's what I want to hear. I want to I wanna see success and I want to see people working hard. Like yeah. there, there'll be times when like you want to be able to do stuff or be involved in projects, but you're actually so busy yourself and yeah. it's, yeah. you don't need to really be talking about it. Yeah, like, yeah. And you can start off by literally just making like 10 to 20 goals that you want to do. It could be like you want to save money to get a car. You want to go on holiday, but you want to release at least five tracks. 
even if you only reach half of those goals, at least you've met some goals and it doesn't matter. Like, mm. So like when you were younger, then Music Works didn't exist? No, if this was here when I was younger, geez, oh my gosh, I don't know where I'd be really. Yeah, so what, what is it offering and what is it, you know, you said it was your, your friend that's... Yeah, so, so Malachi's been involved in music from a very young age. He's very, very humble, like he's nice. And we've got an amazing, like, CEO who sorts out the funding and she's incredible, called Deborah. But um, we're, with Malachi, like, he started off his own, like, sort of, like, record label from when he was really young, was making beats in his mum's house and set up his own studio. His studio got robbed and he lost loads of equipment. Well, basically all his equipment, but he started again. Like, he didn't just give up from then. Like, there could have been points in his time where he could have just gave up, but he hasn't done. But what we got here is a state-of-the-art studio space for the community. Um, if you've got a disability of any sort of types, so we've got a sensory room, which is incredible. We've got a PA, like, live system. We've got um, a digital suite that's really, really affordable. It's on £2 an hour to use the computers in there and you can make beats on there. If you want to design clothes, you can do that. If you want to edit music videos or edit a short film, there's like Final Cut Pro to like do editing on there. Um, and we've got different programs that we run. Everything is just on the website. So we say people can go on the website. But to have a state-of-the-art studio space that's really affordable um, with, with great staff and it's like a safe environment for all communities. It's it's just incredible to have. I just want to ask because I've like a lot of what I hear from people is like mentoring or having someone to look up to or someone you can talk to is like really important. In, and and I was just kind of want to ask you two both because I know that Mama was involved in a project with you. You here? Yeah, the Getaway GWR group. And like I'm wondering, Mama, to ask you, like, yeah. is was doing that? Did that help you get the confidence to? They apply for this job that you're now doing with me or is it like how do you feel like that do you think these things all link together <laughs> i feel like yeah definitely everything does link together but i'd say what gave me the most confident was the uh, confidence to start putting myself out there was um the king's jam so obviously just getting on stage like getting myself to do that in front of people that's what really built my confidence i'm so proud of you for yeah. that like even then i was getting like up oh, because i got asked to do that at first and i said can we not get a young person to do the hosting and you must have thought we was almost shouting at you because we did rehearsals here didn't we and we was like saying nah and then there was jason smith who does massive events all over all over the uk really and he's got his own business called devoted that he that is thriving hugely but he was here to give you a bit of mentoring and malachi mentoring but yeah but even then we knew that you had it in you to do that but same again it was another young person who introduced you to me about it because the the young person said that you do a podcast thing um and i just was like it has to come from kind of within it has to come from people just sharing so there we have it our interview with local legend Mikhail. um for more on him and what he does behind the scenes check out his instagram at dreadmc thank you very much for tuning in to another episode of our podcast we hope you guys thoroughly enjoyed and if you'd like to get into contact with us on email our email address is radiomatson at gmail.com um be sure to follow us on social media platforms such as instagram and tiktok at gas projects gloss and I'd just like to thank all of our sponsors, which are GL Communities, GCH, Gloucestershire Gateway Trust, Strike a Light, GL4 and the Big Lottery Fund.